Walker Buehler won't be ready for the start of season. Can Gavin Stone snag a rotation spot until then? Gavin Lux is fully cleared. What does that mean? And what can we expect from him this spring and moving on into the season? And Miguel Vargas is coming into the camp as a left fielder. Can that get him some playing time this season? We'll look at all that and more. So let's get locked on Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. This is a daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us where we find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you want to become an everyday or I have to do is listen or watch every day and you can do so. Make it easier on yourself by subscribing where we get podcasts and on YouTube and listening or watching every single day. If this is your first time listening or watching, welcome. My name is Vince Samperio, usually joined by co-host Jeff Snyder, but uh, just me today. And Jeff and I are both lifelong Dodger fans that have been doing this podcast for a while. We're here for you every Monday through Friday for about 30 minutes. We've done been here for you every Monday through Friday for about 30 minutes since 2019. So, uh, you know, we're, we're here. We're, we're here to bring our thoughts and takes and everything regarding the Dodgers. And uh, hopefully that you can learn something from us or at least be informed of what's going on and, uh, and create your own opinion. There's a lot of things to do when you listen to this podcast. So thank you. And uh, let's get into it. There's a few things, nothing really big from camp uh, that broke on Tuesday. We got a few little tidbits that we'll get into. Gavin Stone, Gavin Lux, and Miguel Vargas. Uh, we'll start in the rotation with Gavin Stone. Uh, before we get to him specifically, uh, you know, we know that Walker Bueller is not going to start the season in the rotation. The Dodgers are going to slow play him. Um, he, Walker Bueller himself has said that his bullpens have been going well, uh, that he's been sitting 92-94 in those bullpens. And, you know, just going along with the process, uh, you know, while 92-94 doesn't sound encouraging, especially considering that's kind of where he was at the end of last season when he did try to come back, um, you know, it, it, it it's a, a slow process. He talked about how, you know, Tommy John, yeah, you can come back in 12 to 14 months, but you don't really start feeling, you know, yourself until about 18, 24 months. Uh, so he said, you know, same thing with this Tommy John. He would imagine that, you know, it's going to take him a little bit longer to kind of get back to where he was and, and feel as comfortable as he was before the injury. So, you know, that's probably one reason the Dodgers are slow playing him. Um, you know, if he had come back and, and, you know, was back at his velocity and everything felt good and, you know, there was no pain or no soreness or whatever in between his outings, then, you know, he might have been able to come back. But, uh, there's no reason to rush him. The Dodgers need him more for October and later in the season than they do at the start of the season. And, uh, you know, we'll just have to continue to wait and see what, what happens with him. But one of the reasons the, Do the Dodgers can afford to slow play him is Gavin Stone. 
being a guy that could contribute and be in the Dodgers rotation. We got word that basically the, the fifth rotation spot behind Yamamoto, Glasnow, Bobby Miller, and James Paxton right now will be a camp battle between Gavin Stone, Emmett Sheehan, and Ryan Yarbrough. Now, Yarbrough, we've talked about, you know what you're getting with him essentially at this point. Um, you know, he he didn't start for the Dodgers when they traded for him at the deadline last year. He, he was more of a piggyback type of guy. Uh, he would come in and throw a few innings, had a few three-inning saves. Uh, you know, shout out Eric Steven for that. But, uh, you know, he, he's a guy that is can give you some length. He doesn't throw very hard. He's a guy that's not, you know, by any means going to blow anyone away, but uh, he's a solid candidate to be a number five starter. And honestly, if he doesn't get that number five starter spot, and depending what the Dodgers do with the younger guys like Sheehan and Stone, uh, if depending if one of them wins, let's say one of them wins a rotation spot, I got to imagine if they do go with a swingman slash reliever, it would be between Yarbrough and the young pitcher that doesn't get that rotation spot. And if that's the case, uh, I believe the Dodgers would rather have Stone or Sheehan in AAA making starts rather than, you know, kind of having a of not as known role on the major league team. So, again, that's just me speculating. Um, I would imagine they've kept Yarbrough this long. They're expecting to have him contribute somehow on the on the roster. So, um, that being said, we're going to talk about Gavin Stone specifically. He threw a bullpen and, you know, talked to Dodger Insider and kind of gave his thoughts on, on what last season was for him and, and what he's looking forward to this season. And for for Stone, it was an interesting season last year, his first time in the majors, and, you know, he struggled. He His first outing, he went four innings, gave up four runs or five runs, four of them earned, and his first few starts were, were not much better than that. Uh, when he was sent back down after July 4th, his ERA was 12.75. He did come back up. Uh, at the end of August, and then for the end of September, and was a little bit better. Um, you know, was, was still giving up runs, but was getting a little bit more length. He went six innings against the Red Sox in August. He went into the sixth inning uh, against the Padres in September, and then he provided some relief appearances uh, in the later part of the season. But he go he went from a twelve seven five year reg when back down on July 4th to finishing the season with an ERA of nine. Uh, he was had a little bit of bad luck, had a FIP of 6.64 compared to that nine ERA, so a little bit of bad luck. But, you know, last season he went and, and in season made adjustments of adding a two-seamer and a cutter. And, you know, adding pitches in season, um, especially for a young pitcher's I wouldn't say it's unheard of, but it's very, very, very rare. And for Stone to be able to do that, you know, figure things out and, you know, it helped. He he did come back and uh, it not only helped him get outs because guys were sitting on his four-seam fastball because his changeup wasn't quite doing what he needed to do. And, you know, he needed another pitch or two to kind of help out. Uh, but adding that cutter helped his changeup because his changeup was getting rocked the first time through he came up. Once he came back down on the second half of the season, his changeup was much, much better. So for Stone, 
there's, you know, some excitement there in the sense of that he has something to look forward to. He worked on something and, you know, it, he, now he had a full off season to kind of incorporate all that, see how he feels, go into it. And, you know, for, for him to be in a battle for the fifth rotation spot, I would imagine that Yarbrough and Sheehan have a little bit of a leg up on him. Yarbrough, again, being a major league talent and uh, not having any more options uh, that I believe Sheehan having more success, you know, wasn't as heralded as a Rick or as a prospect yet, uh, but did have more MLB success last season. And, you gotta imagine that puts him, you know, a, a step above Gavin Stone in the sense of what the Dodgers can expect. Uh, but for Stone, I think, like I said, adding that pitch, having that extra year, we saw Ryan Pepio kind of make that step after a little bit of struggles in his first year, um, you know, figuring it out and, and had a really good year last year. Once he got back from injury, had earned the rotation spot out of camp last season. Uh, but then hurt his oblique and missed most of the season. But for Stone, I, I do think that there was improvements when he came back up. He made the adjustments. He's had a full off season uh, to work on those secondary pitches that he added, and he'll get a legitimate shot to be in the Dodger rotation. And you know, for Sheehan, who's Sheehan's also much younger than than Stone, so you know, there even though he had more success, uh, you know, the Dodgers could believe in Stone a little bit more in the sense of. He'll bounce back and, you know, recover from that quote-unquote failure he had last season in order to have better success uh, for the Dodgers. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Stone will we'll get a chance. We'll be watching that, that out of camp. You know, she and Stone Yarbrough is one of the really only battles of camp that we're, the Dodgers are going to have. Uh, there might be a couple of uh, bullpen spot battles, but other than that, I think that's the really the main battle that Dodgers going to have out of camp, and uh, we'll keep our eyes on it. So, from uh, one Gavin to another, Gavin Lux cleared, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he is a hundred percent. But what it does mean is that he'll be ready to go for the regular season, realistically. So we'll, we'll talk about Gavin Lux and what we can expect from him. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets now with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. All you got to do is place a bet on somebody to win, somebody to score a certain amount of points, uh, the overall points to be over under in a certain game. Uh, there's a lot of NBA things going on right now. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and more with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit fanduelcom slash locked on and shoot your shot and get started. Remember, there's live same game parlays, quick bets, exclusive props, and more. There's a lot of NBA action going on right now, and you can get in on it. So make sure to go to fanduelcom slash locked on to get started. Fanduel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to find us via podcast and on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, you can find Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles. Those are two 24-7 streaming channels from the Locked On Podcast Network that are covering the biggest news and stories from the sports world and the L.A. sports world from Locked On hosts, Locked On experts, and more. 
That's Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles on YouTube. All right, so Gavin Lux, um, we got word that he's been cleared by Dr. Neil Trash for this off, or, or he's been cleared for this spring. And, you know, as we all know, last spring, Gavin Lux was set to be the Dodger shortstop and tore his ACL running the bases in spring training and missed the entire season. And now he's coming back and is expected to be the Dodgers starting shortstop again. And, you know, for someone that has that athleticism, uh, you know, the first step is kind of coming back. The second step is getting that all clear from from your doctor. And then the third step is getting back out onto that field. And, and that's where we're at now with Gavin Lux. Now, again, being cleared doesn't necessarily mean that Gavin Lux is 100%. And Dave Roberts kind of touched on that. You know, and said that you know Gavin isn't a hundred percent, but that you know he's ready to go. That they're you know gonna be able to get what they need out of him, um, and kind of you know slow play. They they have Miguel Rojas there to be the backup shortstop when needed, or you know to give Gavin Lux a break, or to give him you know whatever he needs for this coming season. But, um, you know, Roberts did say that he's not 100%, but we'll, or he's ready to go. He's been taking ground balls at shortstop the last three months um, and that he's he's ready to go. And I talked to Gavin Lux uh, at Chris Taylor's Polar Plunge event and, and kind of asked him, first of all, what he missed about not being able to play last year and, you know, the, the not being out there with the guys, having to watch from, you know, the outside was tough and, and he was ready to go and then asked him, you know, what's that first thing you're looking forward to doing on the field that makes you really feel like he's back. And, you know, he said kind of, kind of letting loose, making that turn, you know, hitting a double or making that turn from second to third. Uh, once he does that, he'll, he'll kind of feel like he's back. And, and that's kind of what he talked about. He said, you know, getting back to that, waiting for that physically, he feels ready to go mentally he feels ready to go but he still has that little bit of a you know any athlete that comes back from a major injury specifically a knee injury is going to have some hesitation when it comes to doing what happened or doing what you did that got you hurt and you know for i'm sure gavin lux is is going to feel fine taking ground balls and shortstop is going to feel fine at the plate and where that mental block or, or mental, you know, hesitancy, not that he's going to have it, but that where he can get pushed through it is running those bases. So well, we're looking forward to seeing that. But from Lex, you know, what can we expect? Like I said, I think the Dodgers have the ability to kind of slow play him a bit. I don't expect him to be in every spring, starting every spring training game from the start of, of spring. I do expect him to get time. I do expect him to be similar to, you know, kind of the way you, you slow play your, your players anyways, where guys get a few innings toward the beginning, kind of progress on into, you know, five, six, seven innings, two, three at-bats in the game, uh, and then getting off your feet and and, getting, and staying healthy. And I think that's where we're at for Lux. Uh, Dave Roberts did mention that he expects Lux to be ready, and, and the plan is for Lux to be ready for that opening series in Korea in about five weeks. So, you know, it's exciting because we, we haven't seen Lux for over a year now. Um, the last time we did see him, he had a really good season in 2022. And we were looking forward to seeing if he could con 
can keep that going offensively and then flipping over the diamond from second base to shortstop. Um, you know, defensively, we talked about the arm and the throws and everything else. And, you know, I would imagine until we see more of him playing defense, uh, that, that's still going to be a question mark, just, you know, fair or unfair to him. Um, you know, the, the throws, that the issues when he was having with throws was from second base. But, again, you know, shortstop's a little bit longer throw. He, it's We don't know what to expect right now defensively, at least with the arm. Um, defensively in terms of range and everything else, I think that's where I really want to see. I, I expect if Gavin Lux, you know, hitting is hitting, um, it might take him a while because he hasn't seen live pitching. But I would imagine he'd get back to, you know, hitting – the ball at least contributing in that sense. But when it comes to defense, you know, moving laterally to getting the ball in the hole, getting the ball up the middle, you know, turning double plays, there's a lot that kind of works there. And, and, you know, you need to have that, that flexibility, that movement in your knee and everything else. And and that's kind of where I'm really looking forward to seeing Lux and, and seeing how healthy he is, um, like I said, cleared and is a hurdle but healthy 100% is a different hurdle. And, you know, we've mentioned Ronald Acuna's name a few times this offseason when we're in regards to Lux because, you know, some people may not remember that Acuna's first year back from that devastating knee injury wasn't last season. It was 2022, and he had, you know, he didn't have that same athleticism, that same, you know, he still had some knee trouble in 2022 three or 2022 um, and then was full goal in 2023. But for Lux, you know, he doesn't play outfielder. It's not, uh, and he, while he's a dynamic athlete, you know, he, he has other things that he kind of relied on besides just that explosiveness. And I think that, you know, he had, he, well, he obviously had a full season. Acuna got hurt. And once the season had already got going, Lux had, didn't get the season going. So he's had almost a full year of recovery after that surgery. So again, I think the Dodgers will, will slow play. They're not going to push him obviously early on. They do, you know, have trust in Miguel Rojas and, and defensively, you know, we have trust in Rojas offensively is where you have a drop off between Lux and Rojas. But I think for Rojas too, he's had his first healthy spring in a couple of years he spent his entire or coming into spring healthy. He had his entire offseason playing winter ball in Venezuela. And, you know, not that I expect him to, to all of a sudden be the best hitter in baseball, but, you know, he did come on later in the later part of the year, a little bit more power, a little bit more comfort at the plate. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, I think shortstop is the biggest question mark for the Dodgers. But I think, you know, for Gavin Lux, it's a huge vote of confidence for the Dodgers not to really address the position, to have it there for him available. And, and I do think that's going to help him confidence-wise and, and, and everything else. And for the Dodgers, they don't have to count on him. They can stick him in the number nine spot. They can put him at shortstop and, and you know, see what happens. They don't, you know, obviously defensively is where it could be an issue, but Lex has been taking ground balls for a while now. Uh, I would imagine that he feels comfortable at the or he feels comfortable playing the position coming off the injury. And there's only good things to look forward to for for Gavin Lex and the Dodgers. So that's it on the Gavins. We talked Stone. We talked 
Lux. Now we're going to stick uh, in the younger player category with Miguel Vargas with the note that he came into camp as an outfielder. What does that mean for him and his playing time and uh, you know what the Dodgers plan for him is? We'll talk about that, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is there for you if you are someone that likes to have spur-of-the-moment decisions. If you are an impulsive person and you see a game and you're like, oh, I kind of want to go to that game. Well, Game Time is the perfect thing for that, perfect thing for your next big event because it's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game Time thing the guest work out of buying tickets. Remember that Game Time app has last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. There's always deals going on. You can get tickets all the way up until the, the, the event starts, and there's a lot of things to get into when you're looking at Game Time. Uh, remember, they have the Game Time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price because if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, Game Time will credit you 100%, 110% of the difference. So go check out the Game Time app today and take the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and remember, if you use the code Locked On, you get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that's create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute ticket, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back. And we want to thank you for being an everydayer. If you are an everydayer, if you're not an everydayer, that just means that uh, you have time to improve. If that means you listen or watch the, watch the show every single day or as close to every single day as possible. If you're not already doing so, remember you can find us where we have podcasts and on YouTube. You can subscribe, get notified when our episodes are ready for you, and you can take that next step to being an everydayer. You can also become a Locked On Dodgers insider. If you go to jointsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers, Locked On Dodgers insider is simply someone that can – directly communicate with us. Uh, you'll be able to text back and forth with us. You'll be able to get our notes and thoughts and reactions when things happen. You will be able to strike conversations and, and you know, things of that nature. Uh, just over the last week, we've had discussions about the New Jerseys. The Dodgers were, uh, I guess that's one thing uh, to add. The Dodgers are getting another City Connect jersey this season. It was announced. It'll be the first team to have two City Connect jerseys. Uh, not sure exactly when it's going to be unveiled, but it will be unveiled before the All-Star break because all nine teams that are getting theirs will have theirs unveiled before the All-Star break. So there's a lot to get into. Locked on, jointsubtext.com slash Dodgers and become an insider. All right. So Davis A pointed out, and, and if you're someone that didn't wasn't subscribed to Juan Trebio's Dodger newsletter, uh, there was a note in there about Miguel Vargas, and it said that Miguel Vargas came into camp as a left fielder. So it's Miguel Vargas coming in spring training as a left fielder. He was obviously the Dodgers starting second baseman last season, um, but the slow start, he went down at the all-star break to AAA and stayed down there. So for the Dodgers, uh, Dave S.A. also added that Andre Ethier had been working with Vargas uh, on his outfield work. So, you know, one, it makes sense for Vargas, obviously, because the Dodgers have moved Mookie Betts to second base, uh, regardless of how great Miguel Vargas could be. 
Um, it's very hard to be better than Mookie Betts. The Dodgers, uh, we just talked about, gave you know shortstop to Gavin Lux. They have Max Muncy at third base. Obviously, Freddie Freeman at first. There's no room in the infield. Um, and there's not necessarily room for somebody that's a hitter first uh, as a utility type guy. You know, Miguel Rojas is playing that role defensively, can play second, can play third, can play short. Uh, so for Vargas, there's not necessarily, and, and for Vargas right now, there's not necessarily a spot on the roster. Um, you know, with Manuel Margot and Jason Hayward kind of handling right field, Teoscar Hernandez handling left, James Altman in center, with Chris Taylor kind of rotating around wherever they need him, and then Rojas and, and everyone else we already talked about. There's not room right now but not that there won't be room the entire season as we've seen before the dodgers do go through injuries things happen and they they will need people and for for vargas i think learning the outfield is his best chance at having a role on this team somehow in, in 2024. Um, you know obviously there could be injuries in the infield that could get vargas playing time but you know realistically his best bet is in the outfield or being a guy that can play infield and outfield. And, and it's all going to depend on his bat. Um, you know, defensively, the Dodgers have worked different guys out in the outfield in recent years. You know, Gavin Lux had an outfield stint. Uh, you know, Michael Bush and, and Vargas have played outfield in the past before Bush was traded. So it, it's not something that's entirely new to Vargas, but coming in as a specific outfielder is interesting. I would imagine that means when he does – you know, if he doesn't make the opening day roster, does go down to AAA, uh, that he would spend a majority of his time in the outfield getting comfortable there. And and I think moving forward, you know, maybe not specifically this season, but moving forward, outfield is his best chance at cracking this roster. You know, Max Muncy's around for at least the next two seasons. Mookie Betts is around for a long longer than that. Gavin Lux, you know, if if he take Vargas isn't gonna play shortstop, but you know, Lux is a guy that is younger, has a couple years of team control left, would be that shortstop. You know, Freddie's still got a few years. Where the Dodgers need is an outfield. You know, Jason Hayward's on a one-year deal. Manuel Margot's on the last year of his deal. Teoscar Hernandez is on a one-year deal. So the Dodgers, you know, in theory, would need outfielders after this season, if not this season, uh, because of injury. So Vargas has the ability to carve out a role for himself. And, uh, you know, it's all going to depend on if he can hit realistically because that's what he, he came up as. He came up as a hitter, and without really a specific spot on defense, the Dodgers put him at second base. He was able to handle it and do pretty well uh, defensively, or at least good enough. Uh, he just didn't quite have that offense last year. He went back down. And, you know, it, it's tough to kind of be thrust into a Dodger team that is expected to win every year, and then you, you know, have that pressure of being a rookie and, and trying to figure it out. But for Vargas, I think, you know, last season when he went down OKC, he could have been down on himself and he could have, you know, found himself struggling or in a bad place uh, mentally and, and not really able to go. But, you know, he had a, a, some solid numbers down there in OKC. I'm sure he worked on some things. I'm sure he has things that he believes he can do better and can focus on in the offseason in order to be better. And, you know, I would imagine Andrew Friedman talked about in the offseason, you know, they, they're still high on him. They still believe he can hit. Uh, they still believe he, he can be a professional hitter. 
just a matter of he wasn't able to go out there and do it last season. But it's not an indictment of how the rest of his career will be. I mean, he just it just didn't work out for him last year. You know, Gavin Lux came up early too, and you know didn't quite hit very well. He did still get the playing time, but then the next year he was uh, back down in the minors and, and learning to become an outfielder in order to have a chance to play for the Dodgers and. And that's what happened. And then in 2022, he had a little bit of a breakout year. And, and you know, that's happened before. Not every guy's going to come up and be Corey Seager or, or, or be Cody Bellinger and, and kind of have that immediate impact. It, it's not always like that. We got a little bit spoiled as Dodger fans with a lot of the rookies or, or main guys coming up and, and kind of filling that role. But as we saw with Gavin Stone, as we saw with Gavin Lux in the past, as we, you know, Vargas, you know, even Michael Bush to a certain extent, he didn't get the full runway that Vargas and the other guys got. Uh, but, you know, it, it wasn't like a, I dominate the minor leagues hitting-wise and I come up and dominate the major leagues or at least be pretty good in the major leagues. It was it was a struggle. So for the Dodgers, you know, for Vargas, it kind of sucks that there's not necessarily a spot for him on the roster right now. Uh, he might have to play in OKC most of, if not all the season. But having that extra weapon of being an outfielder and this tool about can one, you know, get him playing time with any type of, you know, if one person gets hurt, Vargas could be that first guy to come up regardless of where the, what position that is obviously not catcher, but regardless of what position that is. Um, and it could open up his market if the Dodgers do decide to trade him or if they need, or, you know, he's part of a package. So if they need somebody at the deadline or whatever the case is, you know, it, makes him have a, a, a more value overall. So, you know, it, it's tough with the younger guy, especially for a young guy that's dominated the minors for a couple of years now to kind of look up and, and see that there's not necessarily room for him. But, you know, I, I would imagine he'll talk this camp and, and we'll kind of get to see what his outlook and thoughts are for everything. And, you know, knowing the type of guy he is and having talked to him before, I would imagine, you know, like I said, he, he had a tough year last year. It wasn't fun, but he has the right mentality, has the right attitude. And, you know, at some point this season could contribute for the Dodgers. And that's really all you can ask for with someone in his position right now. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to become an everydayer by listening or watching every day. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube to get notified when our episodes are ready. Remember, Locked on Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles are two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube that you can check out and subscribe to and watch all day uh, the sports, biggest sports news in the sports world and in the L.A. sports world there for you from the Locked On Podcast Network. You can become a Locked On Dodgers insider at joinsubtext.com slash Lockdown Dodgers and text directly with us. Ask us any questions, get our reactions and thoughts and whatever else you can think of uh, if you have direct access to us. You can also find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. You can DM us for any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, topics. You can also send those via email, LockdownDodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or if you're at home, there's my advice play podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.